my dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Welcome to Before Breakfast, a production of iHeartRadio. Good morning. This is Laura. Welcome to the Before Breakfast podcast. Today's tip is a phrase I repeat to myself all the time. Plan it in, do it anyway. I find I make much better use of my time when I think beyond how I feel right now. A better question when I think about how I spend my time. Looking back, will I be happy I did this? Will I be happy with this memory? If so, my experiencing self just needs to get on board. That phrase, experiencing self, comes from psychologist Daniel Kahneman's work. This Nobel Prize-winning researcher noted that the self really has multiple identities. There's what we're going through right at this instant, the moment when you're listening to me tell you about this topic. But much of our internal lives actually involve the remembering self, the keeper of our memories. You think back to your life and the story of what brought you to this moment. I actually like to think about this in terms of three selves, the experiencing self and the remembering self, but also the anticipating self. Another big chunk of our interior monologues consists of our plans, hopes, and anxieties about the future. You might be commuting on a rainy day, but you're thinking about that sunny beach vacation you have planned for August. Our brains have an amazing ability to time travel, backwards and forwards. Here's why this matters as we think about how we spend our time. The present is actually an incredibly ephemeral moment. In his book, The Principles of Psychology, William James writes, Where is it? this present, it has melted in our grasp, fled ere we could touch it, gone in the instant of becoming. Back in William James's day, there was a lot of strange experimental inquiry into the exact length of the present. Our senses can't distinguish between things that happen less than about a half second apart, and working memory is a maximum of about 12 seconds, so the length of the present must be somewhere in there, or at least that's what I gather from reading about these various experiments. So the present is fleeting. Almost all of life is lived by the anticipating and remembering selves. We can anticipate for years. We can remember for decades. The challenge is that the present, the moment occupied by the experiencing self, has a disproportionate effect on our actions. And frankly, the experiencing self is a little bit lazy. The remembering self will be thrilled to have gone on that early morning trail run so she can see the gorgeous sun rise over that nearby lake. The experiencing self? Well, she's comfortable in bed hitting snooze until the sun is high in the sky. 
The anticipating self thought it would be fun to go to an art museum on a Friday night, when admission is free, and there's a bar, and music. And the remembering self will fondly recall the masterpieces, and chatting with new friends in line for a cocktail. But the experiencing self is tired after work. The experiencing self is the one who will have to brave the cold and the rain and the Friday night traffic. The experiencing self is not happy about this split of labor. So she rebels. She ignores what the anticipating and remembering self want and justifies this tantrum by pointing out that the museum will still be there next Friday. So she's just going to watch Netflix instead. Immediate pleasure wins out over the more effortful sort. One of the best ways I've heard this phenomenon described is in philosopher Robert Gruden's book, Time and the Art of Living. He says, We pamper the present like a spoiled child. We indulge its whim to scroll through Instagram instead of living a life worth taking pictures about. So how do we keep the experiencing self's tyranny in check? It isn't easy. People are bad at considering their future selves in general, which is why so few people invest properly for retirement. But that's where my mantra comes in. Whenever I find myself listening too much to the experiencing self, I repeat my phrase, plan it in, do it anyway. If my anticipating self really wanted to do something, my remembering self will probably be glad that I did it. I may be tired, but guess what? I'll always be tired. And we draw energy from meaningful things. Furthermore, all time passes. Whether I do anything today or not, eventually today will be gone. Tomorrow will be gone too. Time can be filled with what amounts to nothing, or it can be filled with something more meaningful. So if you'd like to have time feel richer and more meaningful, plan in exciting things. The many adventures we've talked about in previous episodes and some bigger adventures too. And then when you get to the moment and you are wavering because your couch seems inviting, repeat this phrase, plan it in, do it anyway. Your remembering self will thank you. In fact, if you want to encourage this mindset in the future, take a moment right now to thank your past experiencing self for having done something difficult that you can now smile upon. I just spent some time looking through photos I took a few weeks ago of my kids at a botanical garden. They did not want to turn off their video games and get in the car. My experiencing self did not enjoy that battle, but all that is in the past now. What is left are these images of sunshine and flowers and children in a moment of childhood that will be gone before I know it. So what will you decide to do anyway today? Feel free to let me know at Before Breakfast Podcast at iheartmedia.com. In the meantime, this is Laura. Thanks for listening. And here's to making the most of our time. Hey, everybody. I'd love to hear from you. You can send me your tips, your questions, or anything else. Just connect with me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Before Breakfast Pod. That's B-E, the number four, then breakfast, P-O-D. You can also shoot me an email at beforebreakfastpodcast at iheartmedia.com. That before breakfast is spelled out with all the letters. Thanks so much. I look forward to staying in touch.
Before Breakfast is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org.